Hello and welcome back to In and Out the Locker Room presented by Capital Championship Wrestling. I'm Melissa Marino, pro wrestling commentator and host of Let's Get Serial. She is the host of a wrestling gal podcast and CCW commentator, Ella J. And of course, we're joined today by an incredible guest. You have seen her doing her thing over at MLW, creating content and hosting interviews all over the scene. She is also CCW's newest reporter and interviewer. Please welcome Alicia Toot. Hi, thank you so much for having me. How are you both doing? We're doing amazing. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I can't complain. Things have been crazy busy to the point where like, you know, when you want to pull your hair out, but you're like, it's mm-hmm. worth it. So I'm hanging in there. I'm doing well. <laughs> it's it's definitely, it's the good kind of busy. And uh, I got to say from one part of the announced team to another, we are so excited to have you on. So let's just get right into it. Now you have been a self-starter go-getter since a very early age, launching the award-winning Ambi, a music blog, yeah, around 2013 at the age of 17. And you had shared online that this was really all you. You know, you created it, you built it up, you promoted it, and you brought your brand to views in the millions. So though it may have been a solo effort, did you have any mentors or influences along the way that helped to keep you motivated? First off, thank you for the kind words. It's always crazy to me to kind of hear that stuff out loud because as that 17-year-old, you never think it's going to blossom into what it did. So still you kind of have to like pinch yourself every once in a while, you know. But honestly, when it first started, um, when it comes to my influences, it was just a lot of people in bands, a lot of lyricists, everyone from Chris Caraba from Dashboard Confessional to Charlie Fink from No One the Whale. I just loved how much they were how, putting their heart on their sleeves writing. And it just really was bringing me in constantly as a teenager. So for me, that's why I started to actually write and become a journalist at the time before getting into music and wrestling. And then just everyday influences. My dad was in a band and he's the reason I got into music and wrestling. My mom has an incredible taste in music. So it was just the people around me. And they've been my biggest supporters from day one. My dad actually used to hold the camera for me when I first started as a teenager. Like he was the cameraman for a lot of it. We'd go to gigs together, my family and I. So it was just kind of my surroundings and what I grew up listening to. And of course, for wrestling, Mean Gene, seeing his stuff with Macho Man was just so captivating to me. I thought, oh, this could be really fun to do. And now I'm here. <laughs> and my goodness, by this point, you've definitely done thousands upon thousands of interviews within wrestling, music, entertainment, etc. But for you, is there a particular subject or interviewee that stands out to you as perhaps the most memorable experience? Yeah, so I've been so lucky and grateful over the years to have spoken to a lot of people that I just admire and love, but two where every time I know I'm in the same room, I just get super, super hyped. Uh, The first one has to be Jay White. It's like interviewing my big bro every single time. I think at this point, we've done six interviews together and we're supposed to do one actually the last time I saw him two months back. And then we just ended up like hanging out. So we never even got to the interview. Um, He's just a super cool dude. Love seeing him crush it. So yeah, Jay always up there. And then the second one where the first time I interviewed him was over the phone, but the first time I really interviewed him, it was in person. uh, and I lost it. It was Chris Jericho. I remember watching him growing up. He was one of my all-time favorites, still is to this day. And just seeing everything he would do from the charisma on the mic, never missing a beat, to always just evolving over the years and having different eras and the different faces, it made me realize you you can do it too. You know, it might take a little longer and um, or, or not. You never know. But just put it out there, try everything you can, and maybe you can have it work. So seeing somebody being able to dive into music, wrestling, and being an author, and all these other projects, like, super inspirational. So 
for me, just from a business aspect, even yet alone, really enjoying his work as a kid, like so cool. So yeah, those are definitely the two that always come to mind. But of course, too, like now working with Selena de la Renta, it's been a whirlwind with her, a lot of ups and downs, but you know, we're doing our thing. Of course, I have my man, Richard Holiday, by my side now too. So that's been a really interesting thing to see develop over time. So yeah, a lot of just really cool people I've had the chance to work with over the years. For two, like you said, too, you started out doing a lot of music and a majority of that is now turned over to wrestling, but we still see you doing a lot in the music scene. So that's a lot that you're juggling right now. But of course, what do you think has been maybe the funniest moment for you on site or virtually during one of your wrestling or music interviews? Right. I think for me, one of the most bizarre kind of funny things where I was like, do I cry or laugh was when I was interviewing Rosemary for the first time, second time. And at the end of the interview, she just licks my hand completely, like not fake. I had no idea she was going to do it. She's a demon after all. I can't control her mind or what she does. And my entire hand, like you could see it glistening with saliva. And I was just like, Rosemary, why? why and I just crept my way out of the interview when it was over and washed that baby up so that was definitely one that stood out where I'm like I don't know if I love this or I hate this but it's a memory and now I get to talk about it and my hand's fine (laughs) it certainly is something where you just never know what's going to happen at any given point so you got to roll with the punches for sure always and you know there is that old saying of don't meet your idols And you have certainly spoken with your fair share of legends already. So on a maybe more positive twist, have there been any pro wrestling stars you've met through Ambi or in your travels that have actually impressed or maybe surprised you with how down to earth and chill they are? For me, one of my first big interviews was with Jake the Snake Roberts and watching his promos growing up they were so dark and twisted and mysterious so even though I'm an adult I mean I think I was what like 20 when I interviewed him was five or six years ago I still went into it thinking how much of his character is he like in real life you just don't know so when I sat down with him we ended up talking about barbecue his niece life like it was just one of the most memorable fun interviews and again I was just starting out I didn't know what to expect I was kind of trying to find my groove and be how can I do music different from wrestling and vice versa but he just made it so easy so for me such a cool guy so down to earth and the other one that I will forever give shout outs to not like he needs it is Mick Foley I was able to host the 20 years of hell tour for him for a couple dates in Canada and he's just one of the sweetest human beings I've ever met uh just so kind so loving always trying to spread that positivity too while being blunt at the same time so uh, meeting him he just I knew he was nice I heard that he was nice but he's like nicer than you could have ever imagined (laughs) and you gotta always love how it's the transition from how people present themselves to being like absolute teddy bears as human beings that's always fantastic completely I always find the heavier the music or like the more gnarly they are in the ring the nicer they are it's super strange but it's true definitely checks out so now you talk to everyone from wrestlers artists actors you name it so how do you go about not only selecting interview guests but then preparing for these very thoughtful and fun conversations So whether it's an artist that the world absolutely loves or an artist that they're like oh not my jam if I like them doesn't matter what people think, you know, I don't have to run it up any pole. Like it's like, all right, you're on my show. Sweet. So uh, that's definitely the way I choose. It's just, if I find a passion for something and I can get them on my show and they say, yes, like chef's kiss. I love it. And then in terms of research, 
I like to call myself a professional stalker. That's what we do, you know? I deep dive. I go back sometimes three years through people's Twitter to just find that little nugget or a pet that they love or a band that they admire and kind of like deep dive that way. So um, from reading old interviews to just going years and years back through social feeds, that's how I love doing it. I can definitely attest that's something I've talked to you about before. And I taught Alyssa a hack to searching Twitter because that's one of the things, the feature, the search thing where you can type in keywords or certain dates is really a lifesaver, especially when you're doing that professional stalking. (laughs) Different level, (laughs) different level. Completely. It really is, though. But I mean, you are now joining CCW as an on-screen reporter and interviewer. So you talked about your interview preparation. So does that process differ from when you would be preparing for reporting, per se? Yeah, so when it comes to reporting, definitely go in there knowing the roster for sure. But I do feel like the most important part for me is to kind of let myself be a little freer when it comes to my personal interviews. um, Of course, they're very free flowing and conversational, but you really don't know what can happen in person, especially in wrestling promos. Like I've been thrown around people like there's mayhem happening all the time. Sometimes you're yelling over matches during these promos. So I've kind of trained myself to just go with the flow, Alicia. Of course, we have certain things we have to put over and certain things we have to share. But as long as you get those bullet points and let your personality shine through while also letting your guest shine at the same time, like that's kind of what I found is the kind of like the key to success with it all. So a little less prep for those in terms of research, because again, they are a lot shorter too, um, but a lot of energy and charisma. Definitely. Plus, you never know when you're going to get your entire hand licked. So you just no. really have to go with the flow. I, I don't think nowadays now, but Maybe not. <laughs> you never oh, know. That would, that would suck. Like that's a bold, that's a bold move. If someone mm-hmm. does that nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and you know, Alicia, you touched on it earlier, but I want to bring it back recently. You have been creating some content with your best friend of me and fellow worstie Selena De La Renta. And you two have been playing video games, pulling pranks. You've even been learning some Spanish. Uh, so For those that maybe aren't familiar with the feud, how did this partnership come about? Well, she was about to do a match where she was managing Mil Mortis. And so I saw the graphic. I thought Mil looks great, but she just looks terrible in the corner. So I put a little poop emoji over her face. And I kind of did it half as a joke and half as a call out because we'd be in the same locker room. She would never acknowledge me whenever we had to work promos together. She was always a little bit of a bee. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to just get under her skin a little bit because that's what she's been doing to me. And it worked. We ended up going back and forth on Twitter for what was a good five or six months before ever actually doing anything in person. And then once we start to realize people love our interactions as bad as and crazy as some of them were, we started doing some stuff on YouTube where I'd interview her. Um, we would exchange like some really deep, crazy stories. And we're both businesswomen deep down. So once we realized, hey, we might not be on the same page in terms of personalities and liking each other, but we do love some green. We decided let's team up and see what can happen. Next thing you know, we have um, a few pages we're doing the video games the skits and this just turned into this kind of crazy thing together so you know some days I love her some days I hate her but that's the whole point of having a worstie it's true and I mean you and your worstie have created a whole YouTube channel now like Alyssa said playing video games not for dummies Valentine's chocolate tasting and so much more so can you give us maybe a little peek into some ideas or plans for future video content 
Oh, yeah. So we have a lot of stuff on the horizon. I'm actually going to be flying up tomorrow to see her. So it's like nonstop. I see her like once a month to film this stuff. But uh, definitely we're going to be doing a couple of culture shock things. So she wants to show me stuff from her home and I want to show her some Canadian things. We're going to start exchanging snacks, like something as simple as that can make for such a fun um, segment. And the other thing, too, is she hates being fed. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to do that chocolate one. And the reason I was like, oh, if we can start doing snacks and I get to feed her even more and her just be repulsed, like how amazing is that? So uh, we definitely have a couple of goofy things like that coming up for video games. We just purchased like some of the biggest games on the market in terms of popularity. So we're going to be diving into those and facing each other. And then every video game ends in a stipulation where the loser has to do something terrible. I've been smacked over the head to like shot out with a Nerf gun tied to a tree. So there's a lot of stuff like that coming up too. We just, we like to have fun with it, you know, especially on the days where we're besties. And uh, it's great, great to see that kind of being able to shine through, especially as of late. It's definitely going to be cool too for you as a proud Canadian to kind of show her some Canadian things. So what is one of those Canadian things that you plan to show her? And what are you expecting her reaction to be like? Okay, so they always will do waffles in the morning and they have maple syrup there. But I'm like, nah, if you're going to do maple syrup, like you need the Canadian good stuff. So I definitely want to bring some of that. Um, She is vegan. So I really wish I could give her like Canadian bacon but I can't. So like, we won't be doing that, unfortunately. Um, That's such a Canadian thing. But uh, those are definitely like a couple that come to mind straight away. And then we kind of want to start teaching each other things that we grew up with, or that are really known for in our home country. So um, even though I don't even like it at all, I think trying to teach her hockey would be so funny. I'd be learning and stumbling along the way too, you know, Um, skating, I can't skate for the life of me, but it's so huge in Canada. So for us to just go to a skating rink and like rent it for the day and just fall on our butts, the whole time I think that'd be really entertaining too so yeah there are a lot of things that I'm excited about I'm sure her will be a lot more or hers will be a lot more villainous but you know I uh, fall into her traps all the time and vice versa so we'll just have to see what happens and and on the lines of things that are you know very full contact and a little bit aggressive something else that we've seen on the worsties social media are uh clips of your in-ring debut which is available on the worsties patreon what was that experience like? And as a journalist broadcaster, is that something that you ever saw yourself doing? No, never. Uh, not once. I completely bruise like a peach. It, it's bad, like to the point where every time after I wrestle with Selena, I have marks all over my body. I also have a skin condition where if I have a paper cut or a mosquito bite or something, like what's normally like this for somebody is like this for me. So the bruises are just bad. So um, just, just on that front, just from the pain that comes with it, like no thanks. But at the same time, you know, like I just, I just don't know if I'm cut out for it. It's a lot to memorize. My memory is not the greatest. Like, it's just, it's a lot to handle. And at the same time, like, I love wrestling, but I don't like wrestling. <laughs> like, like literally wrestling, you know what I mean? I love wrestling. Watching it, I don't love wrestling. So, yeah, I think I'd have to be way more passionate about it to be able to put so much on the line and put my body through it to that extent. And then at the same time, I see all of my friends backstage wobbling in, hobbling, having cuts and bruises and scrapes and they just look like death half the time and I'm, I'm literally there like are you okay have you survived are you all right so you know and I know you both have been through that too with all the shows that you're now at so um it's scary it's a ton so I'll continue doing it in terms of the worsty stuff and within my own comfort zone but otherwise I think I might just take a little bit of a backseat to like real crazy wrestling matches <laughs> so we're not gonna see like death match a toot anytime soon <laughs> 
Ooh, you know what's funny? That'd be like the one thing I might do because there's not a ton of wrestling. <laughs> now, Fair. what would be your weapon of choice? That's the most important question. Barbed wire bat. <laughs> yeah. Fully so seriously, at one of these last tapings, um, Richard and I came out and I had this just really badass outfit for his match and that'll be airing soon. But <laughs> I just felt so cool in it and it kind of felt like gear. And I was like, oh my gosh, I could literally just see myself like, throwing around a weapon right now isn't that terrible that's what comes to mind when you're in wrestling (laughs) it comes with the territory alicia it really does (laughs) it does so you know deathmatch alicia probably more probable than wrestling alicia (laughs) so i mean even with mlw's budding women's division we may not see alicia toot in the ring or maybe oh i'll be i'll be in the ring just not wrestling i have some i have some tricks up my sleeves don't you worry okay yeah, <laughs> I think it's possible we, we get a mixed tag match soon sometime now. So we were talking about that and it would be I think it would blow a lot of minds. I would just definitely have to train a lot harder because right now I've learned enough where it's like I can now be safe going forward. I can make it look convincing and I'm not really worried in there. But to do a match in front of fans, like I know what you have to be cut out for, you know, and I, I'm not there yet. So I would love to get to that point because I think to be able to team up with Richard and then just like beat the living hell out of another team, I'm here for it. <laughs> it's good though that you have that self-awareness too. I mean, practicing and perfecting moves though, have you kind of honed in on any signature moves that you might have in your repertoire now? So she's been teaching me a lot of submissions because those are ones that are a little bit less dangerous. So like anytime that I can put someone in a Boston crab and then fish hook them or mandible claw them, like, you know, things that are simple, but if you don't do them correctly, they look really, really bad and shoddy. So just like a lot of submissions and a lot more technical stuff she's been teaching me instead of the showier things. But I think one of the funniest things she taught me recently was the tree of woe. And that's, yeah, I know you girls know, it's like when you're in the corner, you're laying upside down, your whole body's there just dangling, like you feel the blood rushing to your head. You can do whatever you want to your opponent. So we put each other in those. And that was just like, that was not fun, but it looked really great. So I'm like, ah, is it worth it? It's worth it. So it's been a lot of that too, you know? Okay, Alicia, we see you. We see you. Definitely going to be looking forward to see what you add to your repertoire too. And I mean, you are the interview queen in the broadcast world, but will that translate over that moniker into your in-ring work? So that's a really good question. So I've kind of been trying to think of where can we take this? You know, a lot of people lately have just been getting under my skin so much. And they've been seeing, of course, a different side of me. And I have a history with you too. So that's why when you are like, Hey, can you come on? Of course, it's great being with this new promotion. And I like you both. So it's like, Oh, yeah, it'll be like a fun conversation. They won't piss me off. It's great. But when it comes to being in ring, people just like love crossing a line. So I feel like the thing that will work to my advantage is although I'm not asking the questions anymore while in there, I know everything about the entire locker room, good and bad. I have done my research and I know how to embarrass any one of those dudes out there or any one of those chicks and they're going to, they're not going to like it. So um, I definitely always have that ready to go in my arsenal, but in terms of actually asking the questions, that's definitely something, at least with an MLW, that's been kind of um, just, just put to the background for now. And it's, it's obviously, it's always a fascinating thing coming from the broadcast side to, you know, a different sort of roles because you have all that backlog of everyone's dirty secrets. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Now, I can't wait those, to that's a little vindictive, Aly- Alyssa there. Okay. It's strategy. Mm. I can You're rubbing off on turning. her. <laughs> smart. I love it. <laughs> so, and, and a 
aside from being an interview queen and content creator, you've also been doing some modeling and promoting brands as an influencer. You, you did share online though, some of your own struggles with insecurity and with self-esteem, which has got to be, you know, sometimes amplified being in the public eye. So how have you continued to build your confidence as an on-air personality? I think it got to the point where a couple, no, about a, about a year ago, almost to the day, um, something really big changed in my life where I kind of just felt freedom. And I realized, you know, if I'm not going to be kind of like put down and uh, I have the right people in my life around me, I think that it doesn't matter. As long as the people that I respect, respect me back, I don't care what some troll or some dude living in his mom's basement thinks about me. I don't care if they want to call me fat, skinny, tall, short, like I just don't care anymore. And that's been the beauty of it. I used to read every single comment as a 17 year old that was posted to my YouTube page, good and bad. And a lot of it would be the about the interviewing, but most of it was about my looks. And I used to just look in the mirror all the time. And I remember just getting so upset thinking like, what's wrong with me? You know, because if all these people think it, it must be true. And then I got to the point where of course, you start growing up, you start finding your own groove, you start wearing what you want to wear and not caring. And the moment I started giving zero Fs, like I just I felt liberated and empowered. And um, so for the last like couple of years, I've definitely been getting there. But it was about a year ago where things just changed. And I realized I have so many amazing people in my life, like so many people and it still blows my mind that for some reason are following this journey for some reason or like watching my like dumb face just talk all the time so I'm like you know what something's working and I have to believe in myself too so there were definitely a couple of like big moments I think once Cody reached out and wanted to hire me for those first couple of shows for Double or Nothing and All In I was like all right someone like that sees something in me like I can feel all right and then from there it just kind of started getting better so yeah I'll always be very grateful to him for that and just all the other little like companies that took chances on me and yeah it's, it's been a lot but you just have to not care what people think that's kind of like the golden rule now just sorry guys I don't I don't, I don't give a damn anymore <laughs> It's And that is so beautiful and liber- liberating too, because it is one of those things where you can have a million positive comments, but one negative one might just prey on your mind. So having that, su- yeah. So having that support around you has got to mean the world. And you, you talked about kind of, you know, wearing the things that you want to wear and, and, and really honing your own personal style. And we've seen through a lot of your photos on the socials that you have an awesome sense of fashion. Uh, and there are definitely, I think, influences from different eras. You got, you know, the 70s inspiration with your appreciation of everything high-waisted. I feel you. I'm here for it. And, uh, and even a nod to some, you know, 90s pastels. But do you feel like there's any trends from the recent past that you hope never come back into style? Ooh. Okay. For me, it's not necessarily clothing, but I went through this too. It's like the super, super skinny brows. Like, like I'm talking those like nine. I don't know if you both went through it too, but for me, my brows used to be like thicker than this growing up. And the, I got some pretty big caterpillars on right now, but they used to be thicker than this. And so it got, and I had a unibrow and everything. So it got to the point where I was like, Oh, and all the girls are so different from me. And so I plucked them so tiny when I was in high school. Yeah. It's okay. So you did it too. There's photos. It's not, it's not pretty. Oh, it's bad. It's like, it's not, I remember, look, I look back at it now. Like, what the hell was I thinking? Like, you look evil. It's just not, it's not a look. So, um, I just, I'm putting this out here as a PSA for anyone out there who is not fond of their thicker brows. Please just don't go crazy and have like one hair 
you know, um, if, if, you, if it makes you comfortable, then of course you do you. But I'm just saying for me, it did not work out. I, I waited a year for that stuff to grow back. <laughs> I was threaded within an inch of my life, you know, in the early oh. 2000s. Ooh, it was rough. Yeah, it's a rough time. But hey, now we all got beautiful brows that we're rocking and we're mm. happy. <laughs> yes. It was a time. I definitely, <laughs> I shared a photo recently where my eyebrows, it was during that period of time. It was not a look. I feel you though. Definitely embrace it if you're here for it. Of but for, for us personally, we're just going to embrace what we got now. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, uh, we talked about too, I mean, obviously presentation is key, especially when doing in-person work and interview. I know definitely one of your go-tos is Shein, which I mean, you have your own code for and everything. So what are some of your other go-to shops when it comes to purchasing professional attire for your on-screen work? Yeah, I've been so lucky to work with so many brands over the years. Like I'll sometimes get hit up through my inbox and I'm, I have to cross-check the email to make sure it's real. I'm like, you want to work with me? Oh, my God. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's been really cool over time. For me, though, Shein's definitely, like, my number one go-to. Pretty much even this shirt and these pants are Shein. Like, everything I wear is Shein now almost, um, which is great because then I get to wear their stuff for tapings, too. And it's just, it's wonderful because I used to have, like, a problem with shopping. Uh, but for me, I also love anytime I can hop into, like, a Forever 21 when I'm in America easy, amazing graphic tees, super cute, stylish stuff. I also, I used to love H&M and I don't know, I can't, I can't get with it anymore as much. So, um, but what else, who else do I love? Let me think, let me think. Oh, um, it's kind of like a sister company to Shein, but I work with this company too called Romwe and they yes. just have a lot of really cool, unique stuff, really, really affordable. So I love that too. It's weird. Like I'm not stingy with my money, but if I can get a deal, like, I'm here for it. I just, there's something inside of me that's just like, ah, oh, yes, you did it. You did it. So um, I love that. And then when it doesn't, when it doesn't look cheap, but it's affordable, it's like, who's going to ever complain. So those are some of my go-tos for sure. I, I love those stores. And then there's one other one that I've been shopping at a lot too called Cape um, Click. And they have really cool uh, kind of like, it's kind of gothic, but at the same time, very 90s. And I got these really badass flame boots from there that I'm just living in lately. So yeah, I'll send you guys pictures. They're so cool. But yeah, they have a lot of really cool stuff too. So a lot, most, mainly online shops, actually, when I think about it. Uh, honestly, I don't really shop in person anymore unless it's like Target. Then then yeah. all bets are off going into Target. <laughs> but I mean, too, I know we've talked about to your obsession for five below. So what has been your most recent purchase made from there? Okay, so every time I go to Orlando, I literally force Selena to take me to Five Below because one, I'm like, girl, we need props, so shut up. Yeah. And two, I just want to spend way too much money at Five Below. Yeah. So I always find these little cute self-care books that for some reason, like whether they're about dreams or just like insecurities, there's always one that's four bucks just sitting there. So I'm like, all right, add to cart. Um, I collect koozies as well. And I think Ella, we may have spoken about this like a couple years ago. Yeah. But so anytime I go there, I always look right beside the jewelry at all the koozies that they have and I'll buy a couple of their cute designs and the last thing I bought though because we don't have them in Canada I bought some Dunkaroos for my sister and I so you know <laughs> I, I, I had I had to <laughs> and you honestly and that's so funny because I feel like a topic that always comes up during in and out the locker room is snacks uh and and in the past you know you you had a thing where fans were bringing you Swedish fish at events because they were so hard to get a hold of in Canada, probably a la Dunkaroos. So on the flip side of things, are there any Canadian treats that you feel like we're missing out on here in the U.S.? Do you guys have 
the chocolate bar dairy milk in America. I was trying to figure this out the other day. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen it when I'm at like a Walmart, but for me, it's the best milk chocolate you can have. It's absolutely delicious. It comes in like this purple little wrap. It's just, it's so good. And it's so rich. And I, I'm, I have a sweet tooth. Like it's terrible. I'm trying kind to of like that. a Cadbury bar is what yes. I'm envisioning right now. Oh. Yes, exactly. I think it's actually made by Cad. Is it the same thing? You know, there's literally like, a Cadbury bar that has purple wrapping that I'm literally envisioning yeah. right now. I can show you because I literally have one right over there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'll be yeah. Show and tell. <laughs> it's show and tell on and then out the locker room. Yes. Okay. So it is. You're right, Ella. It is Cadbury. So you guys. Okay. Okay. Girl. Yes. Girl. So not I, even Canadian. I, I think it's I definitely it's harder caramel. to find here. Okay. No, I eat the caramel one. Well, maybe it's because I work at a place that sells them. And so I'm staring at them all day. If you haven't tried, though, there's an M&M chocolate bar and it is so Those are newer. Yes. We don't have them yet, but I'm okay. These things, I'm telling you, I can like go through these like no other really Mm -hmm. bad. (laughs) I I eat the caramel one all the time. There's also like a fruit and nut one and Mm -hmm. something else. But yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So if I have to go Canadian, then yeah, you got to get on this train. They're so good. <laughs> it might it might be too because I'm close to the Peace Bridge. Like we have some overlap sometimes with Toronto, so maybe that's why, Alyssa. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But if I had to pick a Canadian one, it's pretty much like the sister of Swedish fish. They're called Swedish berries, and those are like to me they taste better than Swedish fish. So and they're like there's little like imagine little raspberries, but they're obviously like j- jelly and stuff, and they taste just like Swedish fish. They're so good. I just like them texturally better. So yes, okay, fair <laughs> enough. The, and and you know maybe it's the the self care books from uh from Five Below. Maybe it's treats, but you know. You're a busy gal. And as we've been talking, we barely scratched the surface of your many projects and these ambitious undertakings. So when you do have some free time, what do you like to do to unwind? So lately I've been watching a lot of documentaries. Like I just, I can just sink my teeth into those for hours on end. And a lot of people are like, don't you just get really sad? Cause I like the like crime serial killer ones. And I'm like, I just, gr- I grew up loving psychology. I took a lot of courses for it. So just trying to understand these minds and how absolutely off the wall some people can be like, it's, it's fascinating to me. So lately I've been watching a lot of those. Um, there's a new one called My Worst Neighbor or no, My Worst Roommate, which I highly advise do check out um it's just so good it's about people who are literally living with people who have murdered people and they don't know yeah it's insane so good so creepy but just like a fascinating watch so a lot of documentaries reading a lot lately I've been buying a lot of bios and for a lot of musicians I have like a new Paul Stanley one a George Harrison one um what else did I buy there was another oh a Frank Zappa one I've had for a while that I'm rereading so yeah just a lot of reading and chilling out I love spending time with my family too you know when you travel so much whenever I get to come back I'm just like oh hi everybody and I, I just we love watching tv together and my sister and I always watch a lot of really bad reality shows like like the 90 days and uh Joe Millionaires and stuff we just like kind of doing our own commentary on those so yeah just just chilling I love it 
love that so much we're all about obviously i watch a lot of like crime documentaries too i feel like that's just been a thing for like since forever i definitely attest to that too but to close things out like we said at the beginning we are so looking forward to your official on-screen debut for ccw coming up and of course joining this great roster of talent but for you personally which competitors of the ccw roster are you most looking forward to seeing in action obviously you've seen a bunch of them but I'm very curious to see who some of your favorites are yeah it's so cool being able to work with a lot of the girls who are within the brand because some of them I worked with let's say five years ago and some of them I just saw at shows two months back so uh it's really nice to see that they're forever adding people to the roster yet alone just shining a light on a lot of up-and-coming people as well so someone that I always love seeing in the locker rooms especially at MLW lately actually is Willow anytime she's there she is just like a little ball of joy and I haven't been able to get to know her on like a super personal level yet because it's always been like in and out out of shows and whatnot but um seeing her now at these upcoming ones with the brand like that's so exciting for me and she's just a great wrestler like in ring she's so good so charismatic so joyful so who doesn't want to be around that and um another name that off the top of my head came up right away is alley cat i remember doing a lot of smaller shows with her especially here in uh toronto and i'd always be so wrapped up with stuff like her and i have still never done like a one-on-one interview it's somehow just like alluded years and years so seeing that she was announced for the upcoming show too this month I was like oh that's amazing like crazy so yeah um it's really neat to see people who of course are making a crazy mark already within the industry and the people that you might not have heard of who they're just allowing to do their thing and blossom within the brand so a lot of very cool people I'm excited to not only get to know one-on-one but also ask some you know crazy questions too it's gonna be a good time It really is. And Alicia, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story and chat with us today. Of course, we'll be linking all of your socials down below so the folks can stay up to date on you. But for our audio listeners, can you please share where they can find you online? Of course, if you guys just search Alicia too in your Google boxes, there you will find all of my socials, my YouTube, all the stuff going on with Selena De La Renta, upcoming appearances, and much, much more. So yeah, just search Alicia too. You'll find me there. I'm also at Alicia too on everything. So yeah, I post way too much, but it's like, if I don't, I fall behind. So apologies, but sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Indeed, sorry, not sorry, because you are killing it everywhere. You are super, super busy. Stay busy, stay wonderful. And uh, we're so excited to have you here at CCW. So uh, yes. Uh, so our friends at home, be sure that you're following Ella J at It's Ella J on Twitter and checking out a Wrestling Gal podcast with new episodes every week. And then you could check me out at AYY underscore Marino on all the socials and on new episodes of Let's Get Serial on Saturday afternoons. For Alicia Toot and Ella J, I'm Alyssa Marino, and we will see you again soon for the next edition of CCW's In and Out the Locker Room.